Welcome to Q&A with Rev Rowe. This is episode 23, where we're going to talk about Christians and politics. Welcome back to Q&A with Rev Rowe, where we're on an episode talking about the very controversial topic of politics. Now, you'll often hear the old adage that the one thing you don't want to hear in a sermon is politics, that politics needs to stay out of the pulpit. The unfortunate thing, though, is that politics is kind of an important part of the scriptures. Now, the unfortunate thing as well is that the current state of the world that we live in is different from the state of the world that existed in biblical times. And so how we address our political world today and how we live as Christians in that political realm is difficult. But there are some really clear uh, encouragements from the scriptures about how we as Christians can live in the political world, in a faithful to the world, but also faithful to our Christian faith. And so that's what we're going to be exploring today, primarily in two key passages in the New Testament from Romans chapter 13, and then additionally in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 13 to 15. Now, you're probably going to be a little uncomfortable um, in our American context with how the scriptures deal with the political world. Um, You're not going to hear the things that you might wish you could hear. Because we live in the American context, our relationship with government is a bit contentious. Since the founding of our country, we have always had a general distaste for government. Um, Our very founding itself was one in which we rebelled against the current government, Um, in order to fulfill our own desires to govern or self-govern ourselves. In the biblical world, such an idea was unheard of. It was impossible to have lived in a world where you could declare your independence or to uh, revolt against the king. And if you did, more than likely, you would not have survived. And so we're left with this complicated relationship between politics and the Christian, between government officials um, and ourselves, where we participate in the government itself by going out every year and voting on not only our local officials, but also our federal government officials and state. And so generally what happens in our context is that when we're voting for different uh, candidates, Um, We take very seriously who they are. Uh, We want to choose people that we align with, that we agree with. And so we typically will align with a certain party or a certain individual based upon policies that we would like to see or that we desire. But unfortunately, the scriptures don't really have that understanding of how government works. And so as a result, 
the scriptures have no interest in us, um, you know, finding a government that helps us become the most happy to fulfill our dreams, right? To pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The scriptures just don't seem to care much about that. But it does provide us, I think, with some good and helpful things to approach how government works, to approach politics in a way, one, that we don't have to be consumed by them, um, that we don't have to become overwhelmed by the state of politics, the state of the government, um, but that we can remain faithful as Christians despite the ups and downs that we may see in the political realm. So I want to begin with 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 13 to 15, which I mentioned is a good place to start. So Peter writes, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. I want to mention a few parts of that verse that I think are important um, for how we Christians live in the political world. One is our subjection to our governing institutions. Um, that one of the things that I think we despise is when government officials demand our respect, demand our honor, um, and to do what they ask us to do. But one of the things that Peter seems to understand and the scriptures understand is that God rules through these government and human institutions like the government. So God appoints people to serve in the government, not by our choosing, but by his choosing. And that it's through these governments and through these government officials that God is able to do his justice, right? To perform his justice. So in this case, Peter says to punish evil and to praise good. That is the intended goal of the government. For the government to punish evil and to reward the good. And that's like a general rule, obviously. And this begs a lot of questions that you might ask. Like, well, what happens if they're not punishing the good or punishing the bad and they're not rewarding the good? Those are all valid things. But the, the core part of um, the government in the scriptures is that we are to be subject for the Lord's sake to the institutions of government because they have been appointed on God's behalf. What's really important to remember about the biblical worldview of honoring and being subject to the government is that in the early church, here in 1 Peter and in Romans 13, which I'll read in a second, is that they were not serving under nice governments, right? They weren't serving governments that honored and respected the Christian faith. Many of them were hostile to them um, and sought to destroy them in every way possible. And yet, the biblical writers, like Peter and also Paul, said that we should honor them and be subject to them for the sake of God. And that even 
we should be if we were to be punished by the government that is an honorable and a good thing now this is a wildly different approach to politics than most well christians in america but also really any american would view politics that even when we deeply disagree even when we despise our government leaders even when the government leaders are working against what god desires god still calls us to honor and respect them that we are to listen to them to not disobey even then now of course that does um that doesn't mean that we are to do things that god is opposed to this is mainly to honor the authority of the government right so we're not supposed to adopt uh, evil and sinful activity because the government tells us to right that's not what it's saying. We should resist that thing. But what happens typically in our American environment is to not just abandon or not do sinful things, but to actually hate and despise those whom God has placed over us in authority. Right? People will say things like, that's not my president, or I don't want to follow that president. Well, that's, at least as Christians, we are not to respond that way. Uh, we are to honor all authority because these authorities have been given to us by God. So that brings me to Romans chapter 13, which I would like to read, which says, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Once again, Paul reiterates the same point that Peter did um, in 1 Peter chapter 2. Right? Governing authorities, we as Christians should be subject to them. Yes, even when they are terrible, even when they are evil, even when they are not good, we are to honor them. We are to respect them. Even when they are deplorable, we are to be subject to them. Because the truth is, is that no matter who is in charge, whether it be a president or a government official that we like, or whether it's one that we despise, each one has been appointed by God and given authority by God. That nobody rules in our country or anywhere else um, without being given that power by God himself. And so we are called to honor and to be subject to those authorities. Verse 2 of 13, it says, Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed. And those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to do to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of of conscience. For because of this you pay taxes for the authorities are ministers of God attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. So once again, I think Paul is kind of reiterating the same kind of approach to uh, the government, which is to honor, to respect them, even when they are deplorable. Paul was lived at a time when there was some of the most evil emperors in the Roman Empire. 
but that didn't mean that he no longer honored that authority because that authority was given by God to them. So one of the things we have to wrestle with, I think, as Christians is even when these government officials are doing evil, one, we are not supposed to ignore the evil that they do. Let's say a government official is given authority on behalf of God to do what is right and just, and they don't do that. We should, of course, be unhappy with that and call those things out. But we are not called to reject their authority altogether. That is the important thing. Now, as I started at the very beginning of this podcast, one of the challenges in our particular political environment is that power does not rest with authorities alone, but also within us. We have been given the privilege to go and to vote and to pick people that we think would be good in particular offices of authority. And what that does is it really complicates how we honor authority when we are the ones that choose it. So one of the things that we can kind of compare our subjection to authority would be to our parents. Martin Luther, in his small catechism, talked about the commandment to honor your father and mother, that it isn't just that we are to honor and respect our parents, but really all authority that God places in front of us. So it could be our parents, but even as children, we have teachers, we have coaches, um, but as adults, we have bosses and, of course, governments. And what God calls us to do is to honor those authorities, even when they may be deplorable people and even when they may fail in the job that God has given to them. It seems as though scripturally that God desires order in his creation, And one of the ways in which God brings about order is through governments, through these authorities that are there to punish wrongdoing, right? When when someone is doing something evil, God has appointed these government officials to stop that evil, to prevent it, right? If someone is doing something terrible, we want to stop it. And this is the very reason why God appoints government officials uh, for our sake. This is a really challenging topic, I believe, Um, As I said, I think it's partially because of the government situation that we live in and exist in in America. You know, if we had a king, it'd be very easy, right? You don't get to choose the king. The king is who the king is, and we are called to honor them and be subject to them no matter what. It's a lot easier in that case. But in ours, it's not so simple when we can pick and choose, where we can pick a side or pick a person that we like or dislike. So... I think one of the things that Peter and Paul are both encouraging us to do is to live in a sense of humility and also a sense of patience and learning to believe more fervently that God is in control even of the government, that God is working in our government. Yes, at times we may feel like either the government or maybe even God is doing a poor job, but believing and understanding that God appoints authority and works through them, whether we like them or not, whether they are good or evil rulers, God is in control. I think this kind of belief, this part of our faith, is actually a very uh, helpful and soothing belief 
Because no matter how we might feel during any election cycle or after any election, we can feel comfort knowing that God remains in control of the situation. Well, I hope that this topic was somewhat helpful for you. If you're interested in exploring maybe an aspect of this um, that I didn't really touch on, I would be happy to talk about that. Um, but I think one of the things you could do is take those verses with you, both 1 Peter 2, 13 to 15, um, and the beginning part of Romans 13, verses 1 to 7. So I hope that this is helpful. If you have any other questions about something else you would like to talk about, feel free to click the link in the description of this episode, and I'd be happy to answer it on a future episode. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you all on the next one. <laughs>